Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Rent Money here with Jack Turner and Adam Capsch, where we dive into your weekly plays, parlays, and triple dippers uh, for another college football weekend. So we love our Saturdays over here. We're going to dive into it today. Uh, we're going to try and keep it uh, short and sweet, uh, like your smelly cousin getting in and out of the shower. So Got the money coming in, it ain't no issues. I just fucked the rapper, bitch, I should have did show. Got the Adam, another pretty, you know, all right week overall on a total of the year. Uh, we have yet 13 and 11, three and four last week. So first losing week of the year, but nothing to get he- your head down about. Um, I went two and one, so sitting at seven and three now on the year. I had a couple of absolute nail biters. Um, I had Michigan and Iowa with an over 42. That game came in right at 41. I had a Rutgers plus 40. Rutgers lost by 39. So sometimes uh, the chips just fall your way. But yeah, we're gonna get right back into it today. Adam, how are you feeling? There's a there's a quote that I'm carrying with me into this week, Jack, um, and it's. It's a it's an, a mindset. It's an attitude more than yeah. anything else, and and it comes down to to simply stating, if you're gonna beat the bookie, then you're either saying one day or day mm-hmm. one. And right mm-hmm. now, Turner, we're looking at this. We're saying it's day one. We're big attitude guys. This is our attitude era now. This week, maybe next week too. I I mean, fuck it. Why not? Why not us? Like this. This is day one. We're putting in the prep work. We're looking at lines well in advance. Um, like we're we're guys that I I think it's safe to say we're we're up there as far as Gruden grinders of the week in the college right. football betting world. Yeah, no, it's kind of you know my my senses are tingling. I'm I feel like I'm starting to sniff them out. You know, you're looking at a few of these games. You're looking at these lines. You're saying you're kind of like Jack Nicholas, right? Uh, in The Departed. Yeah, yeah. Smell it. Yep, smelling it. Um, all right, so Adam, a couple games we have on the list. Like we said, we're going to try and get in and out of here. Um, first one that you're looking at is Arkansas versus Mississippi State. You got this as Mississippi State nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and I love this one right off the bat. I also have it circled. So we're going to be jumping in the deep end together, hopefully. What do, you, what, what do you like about this game? What are you interested in? Give it to me straight. Yeah, so I was way off on Arkansas. I thought that this was going to be – I thought Pittman and the boys were going to be ready to roll. They were not. Mm-hmm. Saban and the boys were. Um, they have obviously <laughs> made some I changes. Talk, I think I tried to talk you out of this one, too. You did. You did. <laughs> and I – as anybody – I mean, anybody that's going to listen knows if you talk me out of something, then I'm just going to convince myself that much more. <laughs> I'm the most stubborn person that I know to a you fault and. And last week, that fault was the Arkansas Razorbacks. A nice, a nice way to discuss your your stubbornness is maybe that you have a lot of conviction, Adam. And we conviction? like conviction. That's yeah. a fun word, and and I wish that's a word that got thrown around more. Is conviction, integrity, um, loyalty, right? These are things that I wish uh, Pittman's players showed a little bit more of on the football field <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, but hopefully, you know, they're showing it in the classrooms because uh, that's you know. That's their future. That's their future. <laughs> if uh, if the way that Saturday went, uh, their Sundays are going to be spent on the couch with the rest of us Goombas. But I tell you what, looking at this game, um, Mike Leach, mm-hmm. I mean, the heartthrob of America. In, Good old gunslinger. Just a gunslinger through and through. Um, and unlike another gunslinger making headlines uh, for, for welfare theft, 
uh, he's going to be helping us out by, by just playing football and doing, doing what, or I guess coaching football. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just take a second to talk about the fact that Mississippi state is in my opinion, and, and more than likely statistically the best passing offense in the sec. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you, you see really, really good quarterbacks come and go, uh, Will Levis, obviously, you know, somewhat of a heartbreaker. Last week, Bryce Young, not as true of a quarterback, in my opinion, but just one fucking hell of an athlete. Heisman winner. The, the name speaks for itself. He also does have consistently one of the best, if not the best, wide receiving core around him. Will Rogers, and I, I think Will Rogers is a Mike Leach's wet dream, if you will. Um, that's basically what this team is is come to and there is a lot of money that's coming in on mississippi state right now but there's sharp bet movement that's backing it and so i'm not scared of the public uh as long as the sharp betters and some of the experts at home um or in vegas wherever they may sit uh they're backing them as well they got around seven moves right now pushing that line to nine and a half and i'm gonna keep riding with them uh i think mississippi state takes this one by at least 13 um i wouldn't play this line past 10 and a half though but getting it under 10 that's money we love that there must be some good movement on this one here too because i've seen it at as low as uh eight point favorites for oh yeah mid-state and a couple other statistics here that i was looking at i'm riding with you here we're jumping in the foxhole um arkansas ranks 124th out of 126 qualifying teams in both passing yards allowed and passing yards allowed per attempt a game. Uh, like you said, maybe the best passing offense out of Mississippi State. Um, Arkansas's quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, is also questionable for the week. So that's where you're maybe going to see a decent amount of line movement once that kind of decision comes in. So if you can get into this game early now, I don't see um, – I don't see them, you know, going back towards Arkansas even that much, even if he is playing. But if he's out, I can see that line continue to push to double digits, like Adam mentioned. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna ride with good old Leach. He is the heartthrob of America, giving out relationship advice. If you haven't seen the good old clip of him uh, telling the reporter what she's in store for with marriage, it's a good one. Uh, so let's keep moving here. Like I said, in and out, staying in the SEC, looking at Missouri versus Florida, and Florida's eleven point favorites currently. Yeah, this is a, a game that's garnered a lot more interest uh, than it should after Missouri's heroic effort against Georgia last week. Um, I think Big Cat pretty much put Columbia on the map for a solid 20 to 30 minutes. I know some of those students got uh, a few bar tabs paid for. Um, you know, once we have that kind of money, Jack, maybe – I probably won't be doing that though. No, um, yeah, I might be spinning that, but I'm not gonna be spinning it in dirty Columbia. Yeah, fuck that noise. No one yeah. likes the show Ozark that much that they're like, yeah, let's go a little further north and just give these fucking dipshits money so they can Mm-mm. get Way drunk. Way too many tight khakis over there for my like. Pass. I agree. Barely SEC. If you're wearing a bu- um, if you're wearing a button up to a football game, I'm already bringing questions. And and not only that, Jack, but they go directly against who we believe in, right? And, you know, and they, that they is their back on middle America too. They turned their back on middle America when they made that jump to the sec. And that, that never sat right with me. Let's not forget bloody Kansas. All right. Yeah, they're on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of history and they're going to stay that way uh, as their football team will fail to cover against um, a Florida team. That's surprising mm-hmm. 
more than anything else, maybe not in their record, but against the spread. They, they've been pretty fucking solid this year as far as against the spread goes. Uh, specifically over the last two, maybe three weeks, I think as far as you know, covering against Eastern Washington as they should, but they covered handedly. Um, by 32 was the the spread on that one. And they won, I think, closer to um, the 38 to 40 range. And then Tennessee, um, they were actually underdogs by 11 points. And they kept that to a five-point game. I was very impressed with them in that one. I actually bet against them. Um, And I think they've come a long way since a close game at home against South Florida. Um, This is a team that is going to put up points. It's going to give up points. Um, but more than anything else, I think you can't rely too much on that kicker from Missouri. Um, that's, I mean, you're dancing, dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight right there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and inside with Florida. I, I think their red zone efficiency, um, their ability to pump out yards per play, their ability to run the football is going to be the deciding factor in this one. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I personally don't think, uh, that Missouri's defense can keep up, but even more than that, Missouri's offense is not good. Um, I've been out on Missouri ever since they got absolutely waxed by Kansas State earlier in the year um, yeah. by 38 points. Still trying to wrap my head around how that happened in that game. Yeah. I, think was, I think it was 38, 28 points, one or the other. Uh, and they played a couple really close games against Auburn and a really great game, moral victory against Georgia. Uh, and I think this is kind of just where – they kind of revert back to form of not really being that great of a team and playing some tough games and coming out as losers. It's kind of an indication maybe of who they are, kind of a, a Nebraska-esque team from last year. Uh, I got Florida and Richardson running away with it as well. Not on my card, but I'm in full support of you, Capshie. All right, let's Love keep it. moving. Staying in the SEC, South Carolina at Kentucky. Kentucky's 10-point favorites. What are you seeing here with the Wildcats and the Gamecocks, Capshie boy? Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and find a a dog. I wanted to get a dog that I liked. And uh, I tell you what, this dog happens to be a Gamecock. And Mm -hmm. uh, if you've seen Eastbound and Down, Big Red, uh, I mean, what what a character. Rest in peace. Um, But I I tell you what, I like what I see from the South Carolina team going on the road uh, into Kentucky land. They're going to be in Lexington on a chillier Mm -hmm. day. Uh, than you would expect. It's only going to be about 52, Jack. Uh, I always forget that Kentucky is a little further north. Um, they're they're basically Cincinnati, uh, which is terrifying when when you put that into when you say it out loud. It's kind of I got the shivers thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, shiver my timbers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once again, this is a game that's garnering a lot of movement from the public. Um, 70% of the money as of right now is on South Carolina, even though only 29% of the bets are on South Carolina. What does that tell you? Big money moving in, uh, on the boys in maroon, black and, uh, white, I guess everybody's got white in their colors, but they also are seeing some movement from the sharp betters as well. Only two moves as of right now. Um, but I think that's a number that we could see continue to move. So I want to get this game when I have 10 points, um in my favor i'm not trying to lay any chalk with that kentucky team uh especially with just how ballsy will levis is uh, i i mean he cost them the game at mm-hmm. that point i i know that he folks were calling risks. for targeting i 
I don't hate that he's a risk taker, but I do hate it when there's 10 points that he needs to cover. Uh, a little bit <laughs> too much chalk. Your dime. You hate it yeah. when it's impacting your wallet. Yeah, when it's when it's my money on the line, I'll pass. Please no. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and and just toss me some some moolah uh, over for South Carolina, and let's try to make something happen here for the for the Gamecocks. Adam, do you know what a Gamecock is? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, say that it's a, a type of rooster, specifically one that is involved in fighting. Wow, that is word for word the definition. Did you have that pulled right. up? No, I did not, but I did make a big red reference from eastbound and down, so I figured I just I would double down on my eastbound and down reference. Yeah, I know. Well done. Uh, something else I like to look at here, you know, I'm not sure if this impacts anything on the field of play, uh, but I, I'm a believer in a, a home field advantage and kind of where the heads of, of the fan bases are at. And so, you know, when you look at that, that last game we were talking about, Missouri uh, at Florida, right now you can get into the swamp for 23 bucks on Ticketmaster. Um, that concerns me a little bit. Where's the fan base? Where's the loyalty? You know, Gator Nash um, sounds like a pretty pretty low price to get in. While here at Kentucky, typically thought of a, as of a basketball school, it's $90. These are with four feet. So $100 to get in. Big Blue Nation is starting to really get behind Stoops in this football team. They're starting to see success. Uh, one of my favorite off-the-field stories this year has been kind of some of the beef between the Kentucky football team and the Kentucky basketball team and where the allegiance lie. Uh, so we'll have to see. It sounds like it could be rocking down there in Lexington. Next game, Adam, on our very first episode of Rent Money, you asked a couple questions around, you know, Notre Dame and uh, their religious allegiances and BYU as well and their own religious, uh, you know, allegiances. All Christians, slightly different in nature. Um, you know, BYU might still coming at Notre Dame for stealing uh, one of their own and making turning him in and having him actually come out on the field previous weeks, Manti Teo. Uh, it's kind of like a good old Catholics versus convicts, except this time it's uh, maybe means a little more. What are you seeing? What are you seeing between BYU and Notre Dame in a good old-fashioned matchup? So when it comes down to battles of Christianity, I like to go ahead and look at the, the founders of mm-hmm. each. So let's, let's start with, uh, with Notre Dame and the Catholics. Uh, Jack, if you had to guess off the top of your head, who would you say founded Catholicism? Um, geez, you know, 12 years of Catholic school, it should be off the top of my head. Um, I would say that Jesus probably created Christianity. Uh, but for Catholicism, let's go with, um, St. St. Paul, was that the guy that was doing a lot of baptisms and, and, and converting people? I don't know. Adam, you tell me. We don't need to pontificate on uh, my lack of religious studies, but go ahead. That's all right. Uh, your, your initial guess of Jesus Christ was correct. Uh, Catholicism <laughs> being the original form of Christianity. Um, there wasn't another sect of Christianity found until hundreds of years later. Um, so, bing, bing, bing. Also, <laughs> I, think, I think you were looking uh, for, for Peter uh, being Peter. the rock upon which Peter. Christ built his church. His church being Christ because he founded it. Uh, so then, so then we look at the Mormons. Uh, I think they bring up they have a good case as well. Uh, Jack, who who do you think founded or or I guess you know looking at your study of the the Latter Day Saints, uh, yeah. who who would have founded the the Church uh, of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints? You know, actually, after our last discussion, I, I looked this one up. It's a good old Smith. It's a classic American name. Um, 
struggling on the beginning of it. It's probably uh, if it's not a Peter or a Paul, it's probably a John or a Joe. Let's go with John Smith. Uh, you were, I, I mean, fuck, you are close <laughs> as shit. It was Joey, old Joey Smith, Joseph. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jesus over over Joseph. Um, however, Joseph was Christ's father, just not this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of a lot There's of good lot biblical un- names. A lot um, to unpack but, there. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Son of God over uh, the Son of a Smith. There we go. I think that's all we so, need to say on that game. Um, I mean, fuck numbers don't matter. Um, this is purely a spiritual battle. If Tim Tebow makes an appearance, then yeah. I'm fairly certain the Pope is going to be Whoa. close behind him. Um, but yeah, numbers, give me. If, if numbers did matter, Adam, give me one reason why you're thinking three and a half is a good spot to land. I think uh, if I had to pick, uh, I think that Notre Dame is stronger against the spread. They've definitely improved over the course of the year. Um, BYU only two and three as of right now when it's uh, ATS. But biggest things I'm looking at is Notre Dame currently leads the country in holding their opponents to low scores. Um, whereas BYU uh, on offense is ranked 130th in total points scored. Um, so that, I mean, that just doesn't sound like this will be a high scoring game for one. Uh, but also, I'm interested to see how Notre Dame will pound the rock because BYU also isn't very good against uh, stopping the the run, which is the only current strength, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, of, of Notre Dame's offense. Uh, they're very, very efficient in the red zone, but I think they're going to be able to open it up for play action. Michael Mayer being the best tight end in the country. Uh, I think he's going to see some some action for sure. I think Notre Dame takes this probably by – at least 10, but if I can get a minus three and a half, I'm taking that all day. That's why I love you, Adam. You know, you ask for one number, you come back and give me 10. And, you know, excess credit, star for you, Summer. Moving, Red River Rivalry. Uh, The only game in the Big 12 this weekend that does not have a ranked opponent in it uh, between Texas and Oklahoma, down at the good old Texas State Fair, I believe, is where they hold the – Hold the game each year, am I correct, Adam? Yep, over in uh, over in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl, that's right. And we have Oklahoma um, back-to-back losses. I can't remember the last time they've had three in a row. They're still sitting at seven-point favorites. Boomer sooner or horns up? Uh, I think they're sooner a boomer than boomer a sooner. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going horns up. I'm going horns up, and I'm going limes in. Uh, former Corona sponsor. I think they're Coors Light now, but goddamn, the horns up limes in was just that was a fucking awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, whose marketing campaign was that? That's incredible. Corona, and they partnered with the school for that too. I'm yeah with UT, the top of the top. Somebody's making the right decisions around there. I wish it. I mean, you know me. I'm from a Miller household. I'm a simple man. But I'm a Miller guy too. If we had, I know had you to get are. a beer sponsor on here, it'd be Miller. But if we had to get a sponsor, you know, if we were representing the state of Iowa, the great state of Iowa, uh, the state of Texas, Longhorn beer. But I think we would also have to give a good shout out to Bush. Bush, head for the mountains. That felt good. That felt really good, Adam. It felt really good. I feel really good about this game too. Quick, um, quick simple ad read. So this one, um, 
there really isn't any reason. This is just an eye test. Uh, and honestly, I guess it's against my better judgment because of mm-hmm. how much of the public is on this game and the the history between these two teams during this game. I remember last year, Texas was up, what, three, four touchdowns, and they still fucking blew it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely look for a live line here, but if I had to put money in one of these pots, uh, I'm putting it all in UTs to cover seven. Yes. Um, if we can get that at six and a half, I would love that, but I'll take seven. Yeah, and I apologize. I think I might have said Oklahoma's seven-point favorites. Texas is seven-point favorites. Uh, Oklahoma's dealing with quite a bit of injuries. Um, just got blown out. They have been going against back-to-back games against Kansas State and TCU against dual-threat quarterbacks. Um, not going to be the case here as much. Um, Texas doesn't really run with the quarterbacks, so we'll have to see if maybe that's where their, their kryptonite lies. Um, but Venerables definitely back against the wall game here. Oklahoma fans haven't seen three losses, and I wish we had a stat guy. It's probably been at least two decades since they've seen that three losses in a row. We got to um, talk to Ralph about getting an intern. Yeah, uh, I got to be very helpful. Uh, so if anybody wants to uh, join the team and do some back office grunt work, hit our line. Ralph, make it a make it a poll. Yes, yes. Um, would, you know, would we pay you, you in. Either Reds. a six pack of Miller Lite, um, Reds, Reds Long too, Reds Apple Ale, Reds Apple Ale, um, or just a pat on the back and nice job, buddy. Uh, Shake Ralph- of the hand. I'm proud of you, son. I never got one of those as a kid. You know, yeah, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Oof, those can go a long way. Uh, they're few and far between in a good good household. Uh, but that's okay. I just, I just got uh, Miller Lite instead. Which I, I will recently, say, same. I, I, I had somebody recently tell me that they were proud of me. And for a second, I was like, well, who are you, my father? Like, I almost wanted to call him dad for a second because it was just something you're missing out on. I had some girl at a concert come up to uh-huh. me and she was like, you have so much sadness in your eyes. I was like, no, oh. you're, just on, you're on a lot of ecstasy. Um, <laughs> and I'm really drunk. So this is not a good combination. I will ruin your night. So, what concert was this, Adam? Uh, so it was a, a pop punk cover band, uh, local to to Austin. Uh, they're uh-huh. called Y'all Out Boy, not Fall Y'all Out Boy, Boy. Y'all Out Boy. Uh huh. Um, it's really good. Uh, you get out there. It's it's they play all the songs where the singing becomes screaming, um, and the screaming becomes singing, and the screaming just it, it's a euphoric hymn sung mm-hmm. by lots of white millennials but then you sprinkle some of me in there grew up with a Mm -hmm. lot of older cousins um thought that would help me lose my virginity sooner but it in fact did not uh apparently playing golf in high school instead of football does not do much uh for your for your sex symbol status at a at a catholic high school but you know what i'm kicking now absolutely yeah saving myself uh, uh, you know she was coming fun. up to you. She was a bottle of Coke. Uh, you were some Mentos. Shake it up and let the sparks fly. Fuck it up, Doug. North Carolina at Miami. Miami, you have written down here, Adam, as three and a half point. Or UNC is three and a half point favorites. No, Tell me Miami right. is. Dude, what the fuck? All right, Ralph, cut that shit. We're starting that one over. All right. We have, 
Cash, we got UNC at Miami, headed down south to the beach. UNC's three and a half point favorites. A lot to look nope. at, a lot to Miami's. like about this team. UNC's Miami's. probably go ahead. UNC's probably been the most fun electric team to watch this year. Um, up, up there at least, maybe with A and M being in fun games. Um, Miami's three and a half point. Miami's three and a half point favorite. Okay, Ralph, let's do this one again. UNC versus Miami. Miami down on the South Beach, three and a half point favorites. Uh, against a Tar Heels team that has been in a lot of electric games. I have no idea what to make of them. Uh, great on offense, terrible on defense. The baby, plow- the baby powder blues are looking good on Saturday nights and Saturday days in general. But, Adam, I have a, a feeling in my stomach that you're going to go the other way. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. So, I'm, I'm running with the Tar Heels. Oh. Um, their, their offense is super attractive. I, I'm not going to lie. They – are Luke May mm-hmm. was a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player. And uh, his little brother, not not too bad of a quarterback either. Uh believe he's a true freshman. Don't know that much about him. But with uh, a last name like May, it's got to be good. Uh, you get the E at the end. E is for efficiency because that is what this offense has been. Um, third downs, they rank 17th. Red zone, they're mm-hmm. top 30. Uh, but passing the ball, 12th. And yards per play, they're eighth right now in the country. Somehow, some way, that hasn't led to a lot of points for them. Not sure how, but I think against a team like Miami, um, that's 83rd in allowing points, we're going to see a little bit more high scoring, and they give up a lot of fucking yards uh, over the course of a game. That Miami Hurricane defense, uh, boy, could they use Ed Reed now more than ever. Uh, Biggest things that I'm looking at, though, is that Miami – uh, they do have a pretty solid offense as well. Um, namely, they get first downs. Uh, they they don't mm-hmm. spend too much time uh, on third, uh, but when they do, they're a top 30 team at converting those. And that's really where uh, the Achilles heel of this Tar Heels team lies is their defense. Um, they are red across the board except points. Uh, they They do a good job of not letting teams score, I suppose. Um, or at least holding them to field goals um, because they're they're 29th in the country there. Um, I think the next best category they have is being 66th and uh, in sacks. So would love to see uh, that defense wake up. Obviously, it's been enough for them to be four and one overall in the year, two two and one overall on the spread. Miami one and three. Um, I'm going to take the points here. I think it could be a very close game. I also think it could be a very high-scoring game. Um, but uh, just a quick uh, quick little tidbit, uh, kind of based on that Ohio State bet from last week, Jack, this yeah. is going to be a windy one. It's going to be Ooh. a windy one. And uh, $100 better uh, over the span of 1,001 bets, uh, you'd be a little, a little more poor if you, if you threw on the one last week, like I told you to. But you would still be netting $11,867 on that sample size of 1,101 bets. So I'm going uh, to go with the empirical evidence uh, if I'm throwing totals and sprinkle a bit on the under. Um, but the eye test is telling me North Carolina and uh, the over are looking pretty sexual. Yeah, and Miami is coming off a of bye. 
but the week before their bye, they lost to a Middle Tennessee State team by 14. Uh, Middle Tennessee State the following week and lost to uh, one of Capture's favorite college football programs, University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, so that doesn't really give me much clarity or confidence in Middle Tennessee. I could see this being a UNC blowout. I feel like UNC either wins blowouts or they're going to lose really close, high-scoring games that are a lot of fun. That's just kind of my read on this team. Another game I have on my watch list, big-time circle, Michigan at Indiana. I'm taking the over of 59. Last week I was on the under for Michigan, um, was at the game, barely snuck it in. Uh, Michigan's run offense looked really strong against, you know, a pretty pretty stout front four and linebacker core for Iowa, averaging over uh, four yards a carry, which doesn't happen too often. Uh, ended up putting 27 out on the Hawkeyes. Pretty impressive. By far the most anybody scored against them this year. I bet they're just going to run up the score on Indiana. I think Michigan can run on anybody. Uh, and Indiana has actually one of the worst pass defenses uh, in college football and the Big Ten. So they're going to get a little bit of play action out of there, too. Um, a lot of faith, a lot of belief in this Michigan team. They look pretty tough up front. Another thing to watch for is the Hoosiers are the fastest-paced team in the country. Uh, they run a play every 17 and a half seconds, which is three seconds faster than anyone else. So they're going to be out there. They're going to maybe have some pretty quick three and outs. They're going to be trying to score. They're going to give the ball to Michigan a lot. I think Michigan's going to put up 42 to 48 points at least. And then we, I can see Indiana coming up with some garbage time points down the stretch, kind of like Iowa had a garbage time touchdown last week. Iowa put up 14. Um, and then we'll sneak in that over cover at the very end of the game. The last game that I want to talk about, Adam, uh, is – I believe this is our last game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, game day, college game day. You can't have rent money without talking a little Kansas Jayhawk football. This is, you know, mm-hmm. if this was on your bingo card at the beginning of the year, talking college football with game day going to Lawrence, rent money being big KU uh, followers, you could have won a lot of money. Could have won a lot of money. Um, don't really know too much about this game. Haven't done a whole lot of research. I'm not going to have the muscle or the stats that Adam's been able to throw out to you most of the game. But I need to do one thing. Sometimes you got to bet with your heart, and sometimes you got to pick the biggest game on the slate and just pick a side and ride with it. Um, I'm looking at TCU being seven point favorites on the road in a you know a raucous raucous stadium, first game day ever for Kansas. Seems like a lot of points. Uh, I know TCU looked really good against Oklahoma last week. They were unranked prior, uh, made a big leap uh, with that fifty like what twenty eight point win. I think it was like fifty five twenty one something around there. Um, but Kansas has held steady all year, been a pretty good team, has been covering machine and we're just going to stay, we're going to stay rock chalk. So that's my, my three picks there for you. Michigan versus Indiana over 59 riding with Capshie with Mississippi state and Mike Leach. And then I'm taking the Kansas Jayhawks just for the vibrations and, you know, getting seven points at home for a major, major game. Um, Adam. Another wonderful week. It's always great to hear your voice and see your face. Uh, anything you want to leave the listeners here with thoughts or, or ideas or just even just general kind of what's going on in your life here before we take off? Yeah, man. It's uh, same way as we started, Jack. If you want to beat the bookie, it's either one day or day one. And uh, mm-hmm. we're on day one, day one men's mindset. Um, don't stop betting ever. You know, 
we've been working hard uh, to keep our, you know, our heads above water here and, you know, hopefully keeping the listeners heads above water. But, you know, one day we hope to be, be floating, floating like Billy Madison on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. Uh, and if we're going to, we're going to keep putting our heads down and keep grinding to it. I mean, Jack, we started off the year, our, uh, our gambling resumes. I don't know about yours, but mine was just a blank sheet of paper uh, yeah. with the word please underlined mm-hmm. in uh, 12 point uh, times new Roman font. Uh, now I, I'm on a podcast. I'm I'm talking to the people. I'm getting I'm getting feedback. I'm learning. Um, I'm you know trailing professional betters. I'm fading them at times, and uh, you win some, you lose some. But I I think this is a great bounce back week. I really do like this slate, um, and I think we're gonna see see some good games. Um, I'm yeah. ready to get back into the saddle. Yeah, and we love you know we love the feedback, the listeners chiming in, telling us what we could do better, telling us when we fucked up their wallet um, and telling us when we hopefully gave them a win or two. But at the end of the day, um, unless you're betting uh, with us, you know, it's like the man of the arena, not Tom Brady style, but thinking more of, um, oh, Jesus, who's Gladiator? Russell Crowe, Russell yeah. Crowe style. Um, Whose face is marred by, by blood and dust. If you're jumping in the ring, we welcome your comments. If you're sitting on the sidelines, Keep them to yourself. And with that, Adam, peace and sayonara. Let's have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Um, thank you to all the listeners. Stay smooth. You want to run with the big dogs? Got to learn how to pee in the Silence your cell phones now. <laughs> Tell your bookies we say hi.